This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Otson Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Preem for a solo podcast on today's show. And it kind of flew under the radar because Oregon was playing a football game literally hour or so after it happened, uh, and a big football game at that, and that was against Stanford. But the Oregon Duck football program, they landed a verbal commitment uh, from Devin Jackson, a four-star outside, inside linebacker uh, from Nebraska. This is uh, one of Oregon's highest-rated commits, the fourth-highest-rated guy in this class. He's a Top 160 players ranked 154th in the 24/7 Sports Composite, the 18th best tight end or 18th best linebacker, excuse me. Committed to Oregon over Arizona State and Miami. He had offers from every Power Five conference: the ACC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, uh, and the SEC. Um, and so we we figured we needed to jump on for this podcast and talk about Devin Jackson, but also talk about what's next. What does this mean for the Oregon Ducks? First and foremost, Oregon continues to solidify itself as the premier recruiting class in the Pac-12 for the 2020 recruiting class for football. Uh, they are sixth nationally now. They remain first among Pac-12 schools. Uh, their average per recruit ranking is 90.68. They are on pace for yet again, another top 10 finish in this recruiting class. You look at what the rest of the conference or excuse me, what the rest of the country uh, is doing in this recruiting uh, cycle. And you can feel pretty confident that Oregon is going to finish somewhere in that top 10. Uh, They do have 21 verbal commitments. Uh, That is the second highest among all schools in the top 10. Uh, Penn State has 26 verbal commitments right now, and then a bunch of other schools have 21. Notre Dame has 21. Texas has 21. uh, And then Oregon has 21. Other schools are right around that 20 mid-teen range. Uh, Florida State checks in at number 10, and I, I do not expect this this school to stay in the top 10. They have 18 verbal commitments. Texas A&M is doing a really good job. They are number nine and they have just 14. LSU's right ahead of them and they've, they've got 15 verbal commitments. And then Ohio State, one spot behind the Ducks at seven with, with uh, 14 verbal commitments as well. And then you've got Texas ahead at five of Oregon. They also have 21. They have no five-star recruits. Uh, The Oregon Ducks have a five-star recruit right now in this recruiting class, Kelvin Banks. Uh, And then there's Georgia, the 17 verbal commitments. They're 14th nationally. Alabama's 15 uh, verbal commitments ranks third. And then Notre Dame checks in again with 21 at number two. 15 four-star recruits, no five-stars committed in this recruiting class. But I think what's important to look at is 
the Ducks have done a really good job of positioning themselves where they aren't having to focus on a lot of guys. And, and yes, uh, some of these other schools that are in the top 10, they're going to move up in this ranking. Uh, there is a, poss- a good chance that Oregon could get leapfrogged by a couple of these schools. But that being said, Oregon does not have uh, a lot of guys left on the table, and so they're able to devote a ton of time on those players that are uncommitted. And it's giving them an opportunity to really hammer home their pitch, their, 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 their reasons for these guys to pick Oregon. And you, you've got programs like in the Pac-12, for instance, you've got programs like Stanford, you've got programs like USC, you've got programs like Washington, uh, Stanford, Arizona. They're having to devote a lot more time and, and attention to a, a wider net of prospects. And that's going to lead to some things falling through the cracks. And that's why I think Oregon is going to remain first in the Pac-12, hey, because they're just far and above every, you know, everybody else in the conference right now. But secondly, um, they are fewer things are falling through the cracks for Oregon because they only have to worry about their 21 verbal commitments. And realistically, they, they're probably recruiting right around 15 to 20 guys because they've got room for about four to five more spots in this recruiting class. And so you figure three or four guys per position that they're recruiting and maybe a couple other guys that, that trickle into that number uh, just because they're so talented uh, at a position that's no longer a need um, or a position of, hey, if, if something does open up, if a transfer happens or a guy goes pro early, maybe we'll dip in here and, and start recruiting there. Uh, but I, it's nonetheless, it's a, it's a spot where I think Oregon is in a really good spot. I think Oregon is a realistic chance now to sign their best class in school history for what would be the fourth straight year. Uh, that's that's pretty ridiculous to say. Um, the 2021 class was sixth in the country. That's currently the highest rated class in program history. Um, and then in 2020, they signed 11. Uh, and then in 2019, it, so I guess it's not the fourth straight, but in 2019, uh, they signed the seventh best class in school history. So the third time in four years, they could sign the best class in school history. And the fourth straight year, though, that they could, you know, they could finish in among Pac-12 schools tops. Now, Devin Jackson, his verbal commitment, what does this mean for the Oregon Ducks? Well, first and foremost, um, Devin Jackson is an amazing athlete. Uh, he is six foot two, 200 pounds, and he's an elite track star uh, at the high school level in Burke High School in Omaha, Nebraska. This is a guy that is just blazing fast with uh, on the track speed for his size. Uh, he logged the 10, 5, 400 meter dash, uh, 698, 60 meter dash, uh, and is truly one of those most explosive linebacker players. Uh, at that position, you know, he can run down ball carriers and he is also strong enough and explosive enough where he can come off the edge and be a pass rusher. And he can also have the the ability to, you know, man up and take on a block. Um, I, I think this is going to be a guy that that's going to be a, yet again, another physical athlete for the ducks at linebacker. And he's just one of the best players uh, to, to be, 
in that position recently, the last couple of years that Oregon's recruited. And when you stack these all, you know, when you stack these four and five star guys and, and, you know, a couple of years ago, it was Noah Sewell. And then a couple of years, it was also Justin Flo. And then the year after that, it was Keith Brown. And now you're going in and you're landing Devin Jackson. Uh, you know, these are some of the best players that are going to be on your roster at the same time that are all-time commits. You know, Justin Flo, Noah Sewell, Keith Brown, Devin Jackson, all inside linebacker guy type guys. And they are four of the six highest rated commits in program history as a linebacker. And the fifth guy, Mace Funa. So they have five of their six highest rated commits projected to be on the roster next season. Uh, you know, Mace Funa is an edge guy. Flo, Sewell, Brown, more of inside guys. And Devin Jackson, not quite sure yet. He could play in he, inside. He could play also play uh, on the outside as an edge guy for Oregon. Uh, in their in their defensive system, I think that's what makes him so valuable for the Ducks. Is you've got that flexibility where you could go out and, and find uh, other players to, to maybe fit the to, to fit the bill, if you will, if if, if you want uh, to have those guys play inside and play outside. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Now, what happens for Oregon? They, are they done at the linebacker position? No, they're not. Uh, there are a couple other guys that we can for sure say that – what the heck is going on there? All right, sorry. Finger is touching a button that should not be touching. Uh, there's a couple other guys at linebacker that Oregon could be involved with, or we know they're involved with. You know, Harrison Perkins, Harold Perkins is a five-star, but I just don't see the possibility that they can you know, be a ma major player here. Um, you know, Jalen Sneed is a guy that they continue to recruit, but he's committed to Notre Dame from South from South Carolina. Daniel Martin's a linebacker from Georgia, four-star guy. That one feels more likely uh, that Oregon could be involved here and could really make some some moves. Uh, you've also got Harrison Taggart from uh, Corner Canyon, Utah, um, and Dra Dra Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. And Taggart is a guy that was at – at Oregon September 18th, and he was there for the Stony Brook game. And this is a guy that Oregon's recruiting and, and is saying, hey, like he, he could be like kind of like a Jamal Hill, uh, Jeffrey Bossa type guy, someone who could play maybe a little bit of safety, could play, maybe play a little bit of nickel, could maybe play a little bit of linebacker for you. And I think that's the guy – if Oregon's going to land another linebacker, this is the guy I feel the most confident in Oregon landing. Harrison Taggart, four-star linebacker from Utah. Yet another guy from that state that's high on Oregon. Now, I don't think it's automatic that he he lands at Oregon. Uh, he's been to Arizona. He wants to go check out UCLA and USC. I do wonder a little bit about UCLA and kind of the success that they're having with uh, Chip Kelly and kind of the revitalized offense that I do wonder, uh, especially with the fact that, you know, there, there's already a loaded depth chart at Oregon for the linebacker position. Does that change things? I think that makes it a little bit harder for Oregon to keep him uh, in the fold here a little bit. He hasn't committed. I know, but you know, they are training in the right direction. They are the crystal ball favorite, but 
We'll see what happens with the fallout with Devin Jackson. But if they are going to land another linebacker, that's the one I feel the most confident in Oregon landing. All right, we're going to end the show. It's a really quick one, I know. Uh, but we're going to end this show with what what players could be next uh, for Oregon and, and giving a verbal commitment to the Ducks. And I think, first and foremost, we already talked about him, Harrison Taggart. I think that's the guy that really feels um, – the most likely right now, as of today, uh, if if you were going to say, hey, is a, is a guy going to commit here in the next couple of days or next couple of weeks or maybe a month out, Harrison Taggart feels like the one that feels the most likely for Oregon. And then after that, I think there's still a guy, he's a borderline five-star, he's almost there, Cyrus Moss, an edge player from Bishop Gorman High School in Nevada, um, 6'6", 220, you know, Florida, Alabama, USC, you name them. They're involved with Cyrus Moss. I think Oregon leads. I think they've continued to lead. Uh, they, you know, they are the school that that's done a good job of, of getting him on campus a couple times. He's supposed to be here for an official visit later on, uh, it, or excuse me, for another visit later on in uh, his time. He was here June 4th for an official visit. He's going to Alabama no, November 6th. You know, don't be surprised if, if Cyrus Moss is a guy that shows up uh, for an unofficial visit for that Oregon State game, that rivalry game at the end of the season. Um, Josh Connolly Jr., a five-star guy. This is one I, I'm i going to say keep your eyes on. And I've said it on DuckTerritory.com and in the inside read uh, a couple weeks ago, but Keep your eyes here on Josh Connerly. UW was viewed as the overwhelming favorite, the Washington Huskies, because Connerly's from Rainier Beach High School in Seattle. And this is a guy that everyone just kind of viewed him as a lock to go to UW because of proximity, because of position of need, relationship with head coach Jimmy Lake, you name it. And as Washington's season has kind of gone down the hill a little bit, um, getting an upset loss to, to Montana and then just getting destroyed by Washington, uh, by Michigan on the road the following week. And then the heat that's come on Jimmy Lake and how bad the offense has looked under offense coordinator, John Donovan, other schools have kind of cracked that shield that UW had. And Michigan's the one that's made the biggest impression. Um, they have without a doubt kind of cut the predictions in half. It, it was, UW all the way. Now it's split 50-50 on the 24-7 sports crystal ball. They each have two. Um, Washington ha is still involved. They are heavily involved, but Connolly was at Michigan when the when the Huskies got destroyed by, by the Wolverines uh, at the big house. And that's kind of when the, the, the Michigan momentum you know, swam in there. Um, but if I'm Oregon, they are remaining in contact. And if they're trying to get him down for an official visit. He's not done it yet. It, don't be surprised if he hasn't made a verbal commitment in November and Oregon can get him to come down to Eugene for an official visit late in the year, whether it's for that Oregon State game or maybe a week before signing day. And the Ducks are off to the Rose Bowl, let's say. Uh, this could be a situation where Oregon could be the beneficiary of swooping in late and being the school that really says, hey, you can go away from home and yet be close to home and play for a top five, top ten team 
and join another class that's really, really loaded. So keep your eyes on Josh Connolly Jr., a five-star offensive tackle from Rainier Beach High School up in Seattle. Uh, we'll do more of these quick, short recruiting segments uh, as we continue to, to get closer to National Signing Day. Um, thank you for listening. This has been the Awesome Audibles Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.